Hey, it's the post-game report from U.S. Bank Stadium. Your play-by-play guy, Paul Allen, with analyst Pete Bursich. We just called with Ben Lieber a 33-26 Thanksgiving night victory for the Minnesota Vikings. Plenty of places to start, but let's begin with Justin Jefferson, who scored the first touchdown for the Vikings. Nine catches, 139 yards. He has the most yards of any receiver in the history of the NFL through three seasons. We're not even through three seasons. And he sauntered by Randy Moss's record tonight. He's JJ. Yeah, he, you know, and he continues He continues to impress. And, you know, some of the – he was double teamed pretty much the entire night tonight. And a couple of those catches that he came up with were, were amazing. And I think the big one was the Jonathan Jones, Devin McCourty double team. And it was absolutely reminiscent of Randy Moss because he had – he had the corner on him. McCourty was coming over, and he just put his arms out at the last second to make the basket to catch that ball, and it was able to, you know, the, so the DBs were not able to adjust to do anything, get their hands in there. It was an amazing, amazing catch. Justin Jefferson tonight, Paul, he was just phenomenal and the absolute spark on what this offense accomplished. And this game is all about the offense. The offense kept, you know, you know, our defense, I don't think, did a great job of stopping the Patriots' defense until right at the end when they became one-dimensional. But our offense, man, wow, what a change. Three points four days ago, yeah, 33 tonight. This It's absolutely incredible. Against a defense giving up 16.9 points per game, second best in the NFL. Pete and I talked about it extensively in the pregame and in the early stages of the game. Off that Dallas game and, and New England having run up these nice defensive stats against the likes of the Jets twice, the Indianapolis Colts, offenses that are not in the class of the Minnesota Vikings, really for two months since they gave up 37 to the Ravens, while the Vikings ran up 33. They win 33-26, improve their record to 9-2. and two. We'll hear from Kirk Cousins shortly. 30 of 37, 299 yards, his first three touchdown uh, performance of the season. And uh, we'll also hear from Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, Coming up shortly, Vikings 9-2. and two. O'Connell beat Bill Belichick, the coach that brought him into the league out of San Diego State about a decade and a half ago. So that has to feel good. And um, defensively speaking, what also feels good, the Vikings allowed 45 rushing yards. And in their previous three, it had been 154 a game. And let's not forget what Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott did to the Vikings last game. They went for 200 and change total and four touchdowns. Run defense stepped up a little bit. Yeah, they did. And, you know, what was amazing is, is you know, with Mac Jones, they felt so good with Mac Jones. They were going empty. They were putting him in the shotgun. They, he, you know, Matt, you know, Mac Jones, 28 to 39 for 382 and two, 119.8 rating. I mean, that's as good of a night as Mac Jones has had in quite some time yep. from a numbers standpoint. And they got away from the running game. Damian Harris comes out injured. Ramondre Stevenson's forced not only to be on third down but base downs. And yeah, they they got away from that running game, which has been which has been an important aspect of that offense. So defensively. You know, it's the mental errors, Paul, that that are the most easily fixed, and getting some of these crossing routes and letting guys go, uh, chase, you know, chasing guys in bad, you know, in bad times. I think it's it's the defense can easily play a lot better, and they're going to need to in the stretch. The Vikings touchdowns came from Justin Jefferson, 
Adam Thielen caught his 52nd touchdown of his career, tying him for third best all-time with Anthony Carter. And uh, TJ Hawkinson, the new tight end, playing the Patriots for the second time this year, five catches, 43 yards, and his first touchdown wearing purple and gold. Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network and Ben Lieber, former Vikings linebacker. Here they are with the winning formula. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to the 9-2 edition of Between the Lines, fueled by Gatorade. I'm Gabe Henderson. That's Ben Lieber. Uh, ben, another win for this Minnesota Vikings team following a 40-3 loss against the Dallas Cowboys. I walked into today's game basically saying, okay, let's try this over again. And the Vikings win again today, 33-26. Your thoughts on just this offense with Justin Jefferson breaking another record, being uh, having the most receiving yards for a receiver in the first three years of his career? Well, considering, you know, four days ago this offense and really the whole team was pretty much completely anemic. I yeah. mean, we couldn't do anything offensively and defensively. Um, so we needed this win big time. This was a big redemption win for this team to kind of get back on track, and especially for this offense. I mean, the offense has been the calling card, mm -hmm. you know, since the whole season, and we've got all these weapons, and we didn't show it against Dallas. This was the game, and a lot of people doubted, like, oh, well, if that's what you guys are going to play against a good defense and a good pass rush in Dallas, what are you guys going to do against the Patriots? Because because they do a lot of the same things, and they really answered that big question mark. So uh, I was I was really impressed with the, our balance on first down. You look at our first down uh, plays, play selection. We were basically 50-50 run pass. Yep. They couldn't get a bead on us what we were going to do on first down. And then Kirk was so decisive. Yeah. Like you know, we didn't see that four days ago. He was getting the ball out quick, even if it was just a check down. Those check downs are as good as runs, as good as a run, especially on the early downs. Well, Kevin O'Connell mentioned that earlier this week. He said check down routes is something him and Justin Jefferson talked about earlier this week and going against a team in this New England Patriots team that you know a second in the NFL in sacks what does what does or what did the quick game do to negate some of that blitz well, it absolutely kept them on their heels, okay. you know, especially when we were identifying some of their off coverage. You know, early in the in the game, there was a couple of plays where, you know, Kirk would just, you know, throw out what you call them now passes or mm -hmm. hot passes. He'd see the, the cornerback off coverage of one of our receivers, and he'd just pop up and throw it out to him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just letting them know defensively, hey, you think that you're going to bring some pressure on us? We're getting this ball out quick. So you either are going to sacrifice some guys in the secondary by bringing extra heat, and leave yourself susceptible to some some broken plays in the back end of your defense, or you're going to play soft defense, and we're going to run the football with mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin ends up, you know, it wasn't a lot of yards, yeah. but 22 attempts, a season high. It really married up against the the pass and what we're trying to do. Yeah, 22 attempts for 42 yards for Dalvin Cook. Uh, not the the most sexy stat line, but it worked, especially later in the game where you started looking at our offense take some play action passing. Going into this game, I was like, play action passing is just not going to be there. They blitz so much. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have a lot of time to play. I mean, fake it off to a running back and then set up and throw it out and throw it inside of the pocket. So Justin Jefferson, the way he was able to get open, that's still somewhat baffling to me because defenses <laughs> yeah, yeah. go into the game basically saying, OK, number 18 on the team in purple. We got to stop him. But the fact that he continues to get open, how has he evolved in this offense with defenses understanding that we need to shut him down? Well, I mean, he's everything to this offense. You know, when when you need you need one of those plays to keep the defense honest, where we were shown a lot of dink and dunk. We were shown a lot of check downs, mm -hmm. and just like we talked about. But at some point in time, as the defense adjusts, 
you need to take the top off the defense. You need to show them that, like, hey, we're still an explosive offense. So that's how you keep a defense off balance and, like we say, keep them on their heels. And, and that throw that Kirk had to J.J. on that double move, yeah. it, it couldn't have been more perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was decent coverage. The safety was screaming across the field. J.J. catches it right exactly where it needed to be. Yeah. Kirk put it right on him, even, even taking some heat. Kirk took a, a hard shot on that yeah. play. Um, that just – it kind of demoralizes the defense. You know, as a defensive player, you think to yourself, like, what else can we do? We got double coverage with the safety over the top, and we get a quarterback hit yeah. on the quarterback? Like, that's what you want. That's yeah. what you want the defense to do. But when our, our guys are just making plays, um, it just takes a lot of their heart. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, uh, I got to ask you this. What was more surprising, the fact that we gave up 26 points to their offense that, you know, didn't score many points going into this game or the fact that we scored 33 points on our offensive side of the ball against a top 10 scoring defense well i gotta say you know the way our offense responded and our special teams because those 30, 33 points you know yeah. seven of them came from the, the kickoff return with kene so um you know special teams and the offense going against you know their calling card their calling card was their defense everybody okay. knew that this offense was like bleh, yeah. like not great yeah. all right mac jones He's been benched already this season, you know, for Bailey Zappi. So they've got some issues going on offensively. It's, it's surprising that we gave up so many yards, but our defense has kind of been playing that bend but don't break yeah. all season long. So it really shouldn't be that surprising. Offensively, special teams, yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, I think special teams was by far the most dominating team oh, yeah. today. I mean, you have – a kick return for a touchdown, 97 yards, and then the Ryan Wright running, roughing the kicker that turned into seven points <laughs> yeah, for his minute. Oh, I my. Mean, <laughs> he needs a game ball just for the energy he showed just when he got he ran. Was so <laughs> hyped when they threw that flag. I'm glad he didn't fake an injury because how I he know. jumped high after that, I'm like, dude, you, you, you just got to roll with the punches. But that, that was surprising, and you need those plays from a special teams unit. What have you seen from that unit, not just this game, but just this year? Oh, well, Wright's been unbelievable all season long. I mean, he's just been steady Eddie. I mean, he's been and placing the ball, you know, deep, deep mm -hmm. and, uh, the you know, down the field. Um, rarely ever kicks it into the end zone. Rarely has a touchback. Um, always within the 20-yard, in, inside the 20-yard line. So, especially a game like this where we say that games have to be won in the margins. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about, like, critical plays here and there, special teams, penalties. You know, we had, offensively, we had five first downs because of their penalties. You know, that's, we'll take that's it. us. That's us winning the margins, but that's them losing the margins, mm -hmm. and so those little things, little things matter. And um, you know, thankfully, we came out on top in the margins. Yeah, and we, and we only had two penalties on our entire team. So the yeah. fact that you play a clean game against a team that likes to control the time of possession. Speaking of time of possession, we controlled the ball. 36 minutes tonight so we played their ball game and beat them at it so understanding that this Vikings team can you know control the line of scrimmage play the way they want to do and then still get a win what does that say about this team going forward understanding that four days ago we were like who, who is this team well, I think, I think it answers the adaptability question because I've, I've heard a lot of fans talk about, well, why can't we adjust to this and why can't we adjust to that and what are we doing offensively? You know, it's like we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. And, and I think this game came out and showed that, all right, you know, KOC is going to listen to some of his players. When, when Justin Jefferson is very public about like, hey, how can we can't get the ball out quicker against Dallas? You know, how come we didn't do this? How come we didn't adjust? Okay, he hears him. They have yeah. a conversation. All of a sudden this game, 
balls out quick. Yeah. They go a couple no huddle. They go a couple tempo plays. They keep the defense off balance. And then they can take their shots as well. And they can stick to the run game and have all that stuff marry up together. So I think it answers the question of adaptability and how this team can be flexible offensively. Mm. Well, flexibility, speaking of that, uh, the Vikings improved to 7-2 and two in Thanksgiving games. But more importantly, the Vikings improved to 9-2 and two on the season, marking the first time since 2019, well, I guess three years, that the Vikings will finish the season with a winning record. Uh, I'm excited about that. There's a lot of more football left to play. But the fact that we get Dalvin Tomlinson back after this short oh, yeah. bye, yeah, yeah, Caleb huge. Evans back, hopefully Cam Dantzler, what does that mean for this defense going forward? It just means that hopefully we get more of the, a run presence with yeah. Dalvin coming back. And um, Hold on. Pete Burst is just behind us. And, hey, uh, Pete. <laughs> you want and, uh, your two cents in here? Well, the, this is the first time we beat the Patriots since Pete Bursich was a linebacker for the Minnesota Woo! Vikings. How about it's, been, it's been a minute. It's been a <laughs> yeah. minute. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, you look back at those numbers, you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> hey, so. hey, hey, how about, how about they say Kirk can't play in primetime? Mm. I think that was just proven tonight. Mm. I mean, our offense won this football game. Our offense made, set a pace, put up 33 on a team that gives up 16.9 a game. I don't care who they're playing. Yeah. They're still playing professional teams yeah. with a payroll. And so the offense just put it to them. The defense eventually made some plays at the end when it counted. But some things to fix. It's it's like like every game so far, right? You end up winning. You were 9-2, and and it's like, man, we got so much we can do do better. So who knows, man? Sky's the limit, I hope. One thing we do know is uh, Kirk Cousins is now 4-5 and on Thursday games. So uh, Wes Phillips, Phillips, Vikings offensive coordinator, walking into the elevator. Uh, This show is uh, getting off the rails. But we are enjoying this win on a Thanksgiving night, Ben. Uh, we got, I think, 10 days until the next game. So a lot yeah. of these guys get baby the rest of Baby bye week. Baby bye week. We need it. We Rock need it, too. Baby. Rock that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Rock that baby as Ryan O'Neill, our producer, is doing behind the camera. Ben, uh, final thoughts for this team going forward. How do you win during this baby bye week? Man, just get healthy like you're talking about. We got some guys in, in the secondary that are banged up. Hopefully we can get all those guys back. Getting Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be huge for this defense. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he up until Zadarius went on his run, I thought was the defensive M- MVP of this defense for everything that he did in the run game, but also in the pass game. Yeah. Like, that's, that big dude, can he can get upfield and he can cause some havoc. Yeah. Um, so getting him back and, and also – it keeps guys fresh, you know, like we, we need to have a defensive line rotation. We need to get back into that mode, uh, getting like James Lynch, you know, some some high quality reps mm-hmm. as opposed to like true starting reps. Um, so, look, I think uh, getting our team healthy, this is going to feel really good. A lot of momentum going into the, the latter stage of this season. What it do? We not in two. And we got a mini bye week. For Ben Lieber, Ryan O'Neill, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another winning edition of Between the Lines, fueled by Gatorade. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Kevin O'Connell beats Bill Belichick, and the Vikings beat Bill Belichick for the first time in Belichick's career. He was 5-0 and against Minnesota over the last 20-some-odd years into this game. Yet Kevin O'Connell, a quarterback out of San Diego State University, drafted by Belichick, able to beat his first head coach, Here's KOC following the game. Just want to uh, start out and wish everybody um, a happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate, uh, uh, obviously, all of you guys. And um, what an unbelievable atmosphere tonight, um, four days after being here um, with a you know pretty dejected feeling and um, asking our team to respond and our coaches to respond and and, and show up tonight with, on a mission to uh, 
try to play a really good football team and try to get a win. And, and I could not be more proud of my football team and our staff and, and all that goes into it as an organization. Um, really excited and happy. Uh, feel very fortunate, including being very thankful to be the head coach of this team and that locker room in there. Um, also, you know, want to make sure I mention um, John Madden and, and all he's meant to us coaches and our game and, and our league and seeing his name on our field. Um, I'm very, very thankful for obviously his impact on our game and uh, that we got the opportunity to honor him um, on one of his um, absolute special, uh, most favorite holidays. So it was great to see our players come in the locker room with some turkey legs. I didn't unfortunately get any, but that'll be for me tomorrow. Open it up to you guys. Why do you think this group was able to move on so quickly and put the Dallas game in the past and then just have success and, and out execute? Well, I think um, I know sometimes I stand up here and, and talk about things like culture. I talk about things, uh, talk about our locker room, in my opinion, being one of the most connected, uh, close-knit groups in the entire National Football League or, that I've been around. Um, and I think sometimes people shrug their shoulders or shake their head. Yeah, that's not going to matter. Well, on four days' time to turn around after you know, uh, a loss that you know, could leave a lot of teams searching, you know what I, our guys searched for? They just wanted to show back up to work. Um, and on a short week, prepare. Our coaching staff put together a great plan. Um, and they came out here and, and, and had a ton of energy. I give Tyler uh, Williams and Uriah a great, you know, great deal of credit for getting our guys turned over. How we prepare is, a, is an important part of it. But really, my goal here is just to have our organization um, ready to put it all together. Even when people don't give us a chance or when adversity hits, uh, that's when I happen to believe that our team and the best parts of our team come out. Um, and I think that will continue to serve us well uh, while we continue to improve as a football team this year. What were the ways you saw that kind of come out this week in terms of guys being at their best or at least being able to move on quickly? Uh, you could feel it Monday. Um, you know, when we had those guys in, you could feel Monday that we know we didn't. Uh, you know, each week in this league is its own challenge. And if you don't play your best uh, or play well, um, against good football teams, you know, bad results can happen. And I think our team learned coming off of that emotional Buffalo win. I didn't necessarily think we didn't have a good week of prep. Um, but what I thought was, you know, we really needed to challenge ourselves to emotionally and physically uh, play, you know, with unbelievable energy and enthusiasm. And I think our fans, what, a, what an atmosphere tonight. Uh, to every time we needed them to, to be with us on, you know, on defense and make that extra stop or special teams with Kanae's huge kick return, or, or Ryan Wright punting it three times inside the 20. I felt like the crowd and our atmosphere here really willed uh, our organization forward coming off of a tough loss. And, and that is forever something that I'll remember in these tough circumstances. But we got to continue uh, to improve and, and try to show up each and every week um, you know, with purpose and, and not need to have setbacks to find our best. And, and I think that's what we're going to need to do as the season moves forward and hopefully on into January. What was the, the key to the vast improvement in uh, pass protection? Well, we had we had a real plan um, that uh, you know, kind of knowing where we'd be at, uh, we wanted to try to run the football, and and it's a tough group to run it against. Not a lot of average per carry tonight, uh, but we were able to churn out runs uh, to then allow us to activate uh, some play passes. Um, we we used a lot of different techniques on the edges to try to you know condense that rush and, and try to let Kirk have. Uh, some clean pockets, and, and I will say uh, they got the NFL sack leader over there. They've got some really good interior rushers, uh, timely pressures, 
and uh, Kirk Cousins was phenomenal tonight, getting us in and out of the plays he did, uh, standing back there and making some big, big-time throws. Uh, <laughs> with uh, I, I can't say enough about the protection as well. Uh, those guys doing their jobs. And it was not easy. It's never going to be easy against that defensive structure, uh, team, or coaching staff. Um, so I give our guys a ton of credit for making plays and just consistently finding ways to drive the football. A couple guys in the locker room mentioned the touchdown of Thielen. That was a call you guys have been trying to get through for a good portion of the game. What made that the moment to, to come back to it there? That was stubborn. Uh, I was going to continue to try to, to, to find the look that we were looking for. And, and like great coaching staffs do on the other side, they were varying some things up. Um, and, and we were able to you know, finally get the kind of the look we were looking for there. Um, but uh, our whole group was ready, a clean pocket. I think Kirk had three or four hitches right there. And even though it's a play pass, you still have to block the man over you. And you have to block on the edges. And uh, I thought that was one of the cleanest pockets all night when he's able to kind of set his feet front side to Justin and then have uh, Adam screaming across the back. We figured we would have one of those guys. Kirk made a great decision, and, and, and what an unbelievable throw in that moment uh, to put the extra RPMs to kind of beat that undercutting, undercutting uh, defender. Did you guys flip anything at the end for your pass rush? It kind of, they got home a couple times there. I thought Ed, uh, yeah, I thought uh, Ed had some real timely pressures that he called. Um, it looked like there was some, you know, you know, he, he activated some uh, kind of mugged up looks and then sent some pressure. Uh, both times I think were successful, either getting him off the spot or potentially getting the sack. Um, and then uh, that, that sack to start the, the last drive that they had to really knock him back, no timeouts. I know sometimes it can be painful in those four-minute modes, but I'm trying to make sure that uh, they had to use their last two timeouts so there wasn't a chance for an explosive by them and then a timeout, and then all of a sudden they could potentially move it. So I just have so much faith in our guys uh, in that closers mentality that we have. Uh, but once again, I give Ed a ton of credit for those timely pressures in the second half that he called. Uh, Duke Shelley stepping up and making some plays there down in the red zone. Um, and then ultimately, you know, our guys being able to finish it out. Painful when you guys run off. Just when we're on offense in that mode, and and uh, you know you, you're you're going to run it three times, or, or potentially you know have a safe play action that if you get it great, otherwise you're going to more than likely take a sack. But the key in that situation is the clock, uh, making sure that they use their timeout so that when they get the ball back after a very very you know successful Ryan Wright punt, his third inside the twenty of the night, great coverage by our guys. Uh, it's going to be awfully hard to go 90-plus yards or 85 yards without a timeout in that situation. So uh, situationally, not always pretty um, from a yardage standpoint and things like that, but our guys got the job done um, and, and mission accomplished in that scenario. you ever find yourself just saying, wow, with what Justin Jefferson can do? I do. I do. He's, uh, he's one of absolutely, absolutely the most special players I've ever been around as a player or coach. Um, he tends to show up uh, and, and be ready to go every time we, we put on the uniform and, and go out there. And uh, he was double teamed a lot tonight, um, had some success against some of those double team looks. When he got single coverage, Kirk found him a few times, got a great double move there to set up Adams' uh, touchdown, uh, go ahead touchdown. Um, he's a special player. He means a whole heck of a lot to our offense, to our team. Um, it was. It was a big night for Justin, and, and, and quite frankly, uh, I'm just so proud of the way he battles and the grit and, and the determination and the preparation that he's put into this. And, and people forget sometimes it's still only year three, and he's learning so much each and every week. But the talent and the competitive drive that he has 
uh, just makes him a very special player. Hey, Kevin, Kirk threw the interception early, but yep. just to see him just settle back in and, and keep making plays, what what do you think about him is able to just move on from that and, and then put in the rear view and, and, and keep going forward? <laughs> Excuse me. I think he had a very, very good week of preparation on a short week. His ownership, I know we've talked a lot about that, but you don't play like he, he did tonight. Uh, without really starting to develop some ownership of our offense. And I think the, the way he played at Buffalo to kind of will us to a victory, um, and then we all had to learn some lessons coming out of Sunday, um, me included, maybe me more so than anybody. Um, but I can tell you that Kirk was uh, played really, really well tonight. And there's really um, so many plays you can kind of go back to and call on, third down plays, play action shots, great decisions to check the ball down. Um, didn't you know? Didn't allow the rush when it did get there to really affect him, um, and then he overcomes that early adversity of an interception, and that's probably a bad play call by me. I'm trying to do too much on a third and long, um, and I'll continue to improve and always look inward. That's going to be really spending a lot of time over this mini buy, making sure that I'm I'm at my best when we show back up, ready to roll next week. What was your view on that overturned uh, touchdown? Yeah, I, I I thought uh, I thought for the most part. Um, we would either be looking at a fourth and inches or it was incomplete. Um, they did a great job communicating with me through that whole scenario. Um, and, and uh, you know, it just ended up being overturned. Um, I think it's one of those things that could have gone a lot of different ways, but uh, I was very happy that it went the way it did. How big was that in terms of kind of taking control of the game? Though? You know, like, you, like after allowed, a couple three and outs, offense was able to sandwich scoring drives between those, that whole sequence there. Yeah, I, I just thought our ability to drive the football tonight, um, you know, when Justin's getting doubled and there's some things going on, you have to convert some third downs. And I think, what were we, 8 of 15, um, the final number against a team like that that's going to come in uh, trying to take away your best player. I knew that um, they would try to take uh, 18 out of the game, especially in those situational downs. Um, so we worked really hard and just kind of prepared him for that, you know, some unique things that we tried. Um, but ultimately, Kirk making that whole thing come to life, the protection holding up, allowing some things to develop, um, those critical third downs I thought were key to allowing us to get new sets of downs and then, you know, generate some explosives when we could. Kevin, what did this one mean to you just to have the postgame handshake with Bill Belichick? <laughs> you to win, I guess, a coach like that. Yeah, it's, uh, this one means a whole heck of a lot just because I have so much respect for that organization and, and Coach Belichick. Um, so many unbelievable players and coaches have gone through that organization. Um, and in my short time there, Ben, you, you know, you guys know I've talked about it. You know, it had a monumental impact on my football journey. Um, and, and to see just the, the longe longevity of success playing such good football for so long, I just. You can't say enough about Coach Belichick and what he's accomplished, but to shake his hand and, and uh, you know get a win on our home field in front of our home fans, uh, that's a really good football team over there, very well coached football team. I'm just really proud of our guys, but nothing but respect and admiration for that organization over there. Kevin, what does it do for you when you can answer a touchdown with a kickoff return like that? Do you, do you have any sense that Kane might be close to breaking one? All year long, I've, I've just I, I hit him at pregame meals. Today is today the day. You know, it's today of the day because he's just so talented, such a special athlete. And I've got so much confidence in Matt Daniels and Ben Cott weekend. And our special teams units have, have had game defining plays for us all season long. 
Um, and I just thought in that moment for Kene, uh, even when it looked like maybe they were closing in on him there, he's just so explosive uh, to, to get that thing uh, going and then to finish that in, in a moment where it was a huge play for our team. And uh, you'd like to think we would have gone on the field right there and drove for a touchdown, but to get that immediate response, allow the defense to you know, get their cleats back in the ground and, and be ready to go on that next drive. And then ultimately as an offense, when we got our op to, to make sure we drove the football and got points, um, that's three phases of our team. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about that a lot. Uh, complimentary football coming together at its finest. And um, we're going to need to win like that. We're going to need to play well when it matters in all three phases to come together and win football games against good teams. Yeah, thanks, guys. Kirk Cousins, 299, three touchdowns. What did you think of his game? Uh, Cousins was very decisive. He scrambled, extended some plays, which we haven't really seen him do in a, in a, in a very, very long time. Getting to the top of his drop, if it's not there, stepping up in the pocket. He's doing a little bit more of that. The ability for him to extend plays, Paul, with his legs, if he can get a feel for that pocket, not to, not to run the football, but to just extend plays and then get it downfield. We saw it happen a couple times tonight. Those were huge, huge plays. So his growth is there. Now, on the interception, I think he you know, kind of dropped his elbow. I don't know if he expected to have that safety where it was. Yeah. He still overthrew K.J. Osborne. But what was great was to see him come back. You know, everyone, you know, people talk about, national media talks about him in prime time and what goes on. He, I, if anybody still thinks that Cousins has an issue with prime, you know, with primetime games, right. this should dispel all of that. I, I really like the way Cousins played tonight. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings amassed 23 first downs. Uh, that's big because A, first downs are good to get, but B, into the game, the Patriots gave up 16 and a half uh, per game. Number one in the NFL. The Vikings had that beat in the third quarter. And um, speaking of Kirk Cousins, here are his thoughts via his press conference following victory number nine. Another great team win. Um, uh, just so many people to really be grateful for in the way they contributed tonight. Uh, obviously, the kickoff return, the whole unit, it was an unbelievable uh, return that really made a difference in the game. Um, I think they might have drawn that one up at halftime. So halftime was pretty productive. And, um, uh, you know, our defense holding them in the red zone to field goals had a huge impact on the game. Their ability to get off the field on um, third down, um, uh, just, you know, they, they really kept us in it. And then, uh, you know, we had a lot of long drives and sustained drives and, uh, um, you know, found a way to get more explosive today, which I think was important to get more explosive plays. Um, it was a bit of a challenge throughout the game to f be aware of how much they were trying to, you know, really take Justin out of the game and then how much they were still going to give us opportunities to get in the football. Um, I thought our coaches and Kevin did a great job with the plan all week, but then executing the plan or, or calling the game, um, you know, to give us a great uh, chance to have success. Um, and then I just heard uh, David Blau make the comment. That's he said, that's probably the loudest stadium I've ever been in in my career, um, which is saying something. And so, um, you know, it, it was just a great atmosphere tonight and the, the way that our fans bring it and make it challenging for the opponent. Um, I never take that for granted because it's not not every team in the league gets to have a fan base like ours. So really grateful to be you know able to play in a place like we have and with a crowd like we have. So um, big win. And uh, we got to, you know, use this long weekend to our advantage and um, 
try to keep keep building from here. But uh, take any questions you have. Kirk, the touchdown to Adam. Adam said in the locker room, and Coach O'Connell just talked about it, trying to get to that look throughout yeah. the night. What made that the moment to come back to it there? Yeah, we called that play like several times, and we just didn't get the look we wanted, so I kept checking to something else. And he called it again, and we got the look. And, uh, yeah, he even said to me in, in, the, in the headset, you know, because we got the line before the headset cuts out, and I already knew we got the look, but he just says it. You got the look. And so um, I should have gotten him faster. I was, I was trying to make sure they truly went with Justin, and they did. And, and so Adam got through there, and uh, uh, just a phenomenal catch by him. I thought that the way he's able to catch that football, keep his feet in bounds, it just says a lot about his ability. One of the things he does really well is his body control and his just overall athleticism, and he showed it there. Great play by him. What, what did you see from their defense on what they were trying to do with Justin? Yeah. What, did it mix up, or was it most yeah. Just a lot of attention? Or? Yeah, what they do well is it is a mix-up. It is a mix-up. It, they're, what they're not going to do is, is make, it, make you feel like you got to beat on them. So they did a great job of uh, just constantly changing it or at least changing the pre-snap feel. And um, um, you really had to make a lot of post-snap decisions, um, which, which can be difficult. It wasn't necessarily doubled all the time. It just... They just did different things, or well, you know, there's a lot of different doubles. So, the, the long third down that he caught was a double, but it was an east west double, and he had a north south route. So, you have the ability to kind of still go past the double team. Um, and then you know, there were times where the safety just left the post to double him. East West, you're talking about the one right before Adams' touchdown? Uh, no, 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 it was, uh, I think it was, uh, either third quarter or first half, it all runs together. But it was like a third and five after they jumped off sides. And um, we converted. Um, I think that was the end of the second quarter. I think it was uh, second quarter was winding down. But you know, there were a couple others where the safety just left the post and went to, to his side to kind of help and double. And and, um, and then there were others where he, he is singled up. Um, so you just have to kind of read him out. And you know, other times where they pass him off to the helper and then fall off into, into coverage. So they did a good job mixing up. Is that kind of the mark of a truly great player? Is even when the team is trying, defense is trying to take him away or doubling him, that he still is able to come through with with plays, big plays like that, like he did. Or yes, I, I do think that at some point, if they truly want to take him away, play after play after play, you know, he can be a great player. He's still not going to get the ball. I, I think it was a, a mark also of great coaching or or scheming to still find opportunities for him in spite of that um, um, so it was kind of a combination but yes like when he's doubled and, and we throw him the ball and he still makes the play obviously that's a great player um, and there were a couple times where you know the ball's in the air he is you know in, in the right position with who's defending him but there's another player on his way and his ability to not hear footsteps not alligator arm it but bring it in and get popped. That's one of his many traits that, um, you know, when that ball goes up in the air, it's his ball, and he's not going to allow somebody coming in, uh, to affect that. Going off that, Justin told me in the locker room that he's been advocating for more of those 50-50 balls. How has that, like, relationship kind of evolved, and, and why are you giving it to him a little bit more? <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, he's put on tape time and again that, um, you know, he's earned those opportunities. So... Uh, the eye in the sky don't lie, we say, and, and when he puts that stuff on tape, then you know it, it earns the right to uh, to keep getting the ball. Kirk, there's another late game comeback. What maybe is it about this team where uh, back against the wall adversity, you guys kind of 
play your best football? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to put games away earlier, but uh, this was a good football team we played tonight. And, um, you know, they made it hard for us. And what I think has been unique about our journey this season has just been the, the team factor that we needed. You know, we needed a kickoff return tonight. We've needed, you know, interceptions or, you know, fumble recoveries, pass rush, you know, run game, pass game. There's just been a lot of contributions. And for us to win, it would seem that we really do need the whole team to contribute. And, um, and so that's what I think has been a unique theme to this year is, is we win as a team and really lean on all three phases. Does anything feel different for you uh, in just your individual game, making all these plays late in games when, when the team needs you to? Well, it's funny because uh, we're winning, and so I feel like talking to you guys has been a lot easier this year. But I'm not playing any better. If anything, I'm like coming to these press conferences trying to smile and having to having to work to smile because I'm thinking to myself, man, I got to play better. So, um, you know, it's it's I appreciate winning because it does make this a little easier. But yeah, there's a lot in the game where you're always saying, ah, you know, I got to be better. So, you know, but uh, kickoff returns help. Big time pass rush helps, you know, pinning them back field position wise helps. So there's a lot of things that I'm not really involved in that are helping us win. And um I believe, I'm optimistic that the longer I'm in this system, you know, the word in this system, it's only going to get cleaner, it's only going to get better. But as I said in August, we don't have time. And thankfully, we've been finding a way to win in spite of it being year one in this system. But there have been moments where you feel like, man, I got, we, I got to be better here on offense for us to go where we want to go. And I think that's where you still feel like, you know, you're, you're developing. I mean, you did have the one interception, but you look at this game and think that you should have been better? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the pass to KJ in the flat that I left a little short, threw too quickly, I tried to put touch on it, you know, I just need to stick my back foot in the ground and right, rifle that thing to him and not, you know, way too close for comfort. The third down to Justin in the first uh, first quarter, I, it all runs together. But the one I left inside, you know, could have been intercepted. Um I mean, this is the way I am, man. I'm kind of, kind of hard on myself. So I go back there and just think of all the plays I need to be better. I mean, are you the type of person? Will you ever allow yourself? No. I don't know. I don't know. I probably drive myself crazy, my family crazy, being this way. But um, uh, it's just the way I'm wired, and it's I'm, I'm an improver. I'm kind of obsessed with improvement, and so even when things are good, I always my mind goes to how can they be better. And uh, you kind of torture yourself that way. But um, I much enjoy talking to you guys and, and thinking about how we can be better after a win than after a loss. Kirk, do you feel like the confidence that the guys have in you is complete in terms of the look yeah. they give you in the huddle when you need it? Kevin has empowered me so much. This, this team has empowered me so much. The guys have just been tremendous. I, I can't say enough about the way that they have had my back after these interceptions. Uh, support me all week long, support me pregame in the locker room. You know, Adam came over to me before we kicked off in the locker room and just pulled me aside and shared an encouraging word. So it, it you know, at times almost brings me to tears the way these guys uh, support me and have my back. And um, it, it really adds to the fun of playing and, uh, and, and working together. What do you appreciate most about TJ? He got his first set yeah. you guys, but, you know, he comes through on third downs for you. He's yes. He's done a great job, and there's a lot we're throwing at him. Um, but he's been an asset for our team, and um, if we're going to continue to play well and win down the, down the, the way, uh, that acquisition or his contribution will, will have been a major factor. 
Uh, Kirk, I know it's a home game, so no flight home, but how, so getting the game changed, have you talked about that? I'm glad you brought that up because the, the young kid in the stands who was shirtless, I mean, that was just tremendous. I may have to hire him as a team mascot, so... Uh, that was awesome. I mean, the, we had a TV timeout, and the guys in the huddle are just loving it. They just were laughing so hard. So we got to come up with a name for him, maybe get him some tickets and bring him back. But, um, yeah, they asked me after the game, where do you go from here? And I said, I really got to call my dentist back in Holland, Michigan, and ask for some custom grills. That's probably where you take it from here. But uh, uh, it's been fun. When you win, you get to do things like that. When you lose, you don't. You know, there were, there were no jewelry being worn Sunday night after the Dallas game. So uh, it's been fun, and hopefully we can keep this thing rolling. And now Ron Johnson with three takes from RJ. Thanks, B.A. This is Ron Johnson coming to you from the KFAN studios. The Vikings find a way. They lost last week 40-3. to Everybody was down on the team. Everybody said if they lose to the Patriots, oh, might be lost. They might be 8-3. and No, they are 9-2. and They find a way to win. Again, 33-26. to And Kevin O'Connell beats the coach that he played for. So that's got to be a feather in his cap. But my first takeaway of this game, Justin Jefferson, as I said, for those that remember last week, I said Justin Jefferson, that's going to be kind of a, hey, it's coming back. Because the last time this happened, he had three catches against the Lions, turned around against the Saints, had 10 catches for 147 yards. Well, guess what, people? Three catches last week. This week, again, nine catches, 139 yards, and one touchdown. Justin Jefferson, not only... Was it a big night, but the catches, big spot moments. Kirk Cousins made some big throws, and Justin Jefferson shines on turkey day. He gets the turkey leg at the end in one of the MVPs of the game, and that's my first takeaway. My second takeaway, last week, 1-4-11 on third down. Well, today, you know what? They found a way. Kevin O'Connell got it going, but this is why. Manageable third downs. Now, oddly, there was a third and one they did not get, but 8-for-15 on third down when you're over 50 percent on third down conversions you're having a good night the vikings were right there they had a third and two they had a third and three third and seven third and seven so that is a more manageable third down when you're in third and 15 third and 12 you just don't have a chance kevin o'connell made sure on first and second down to not be uh uh that they couldn't figure out what was going on he wasn't – it wasn't easy to figure it out, and he mixed in the run and the pass. Dalvin Cook only had 42 yards, but at least he still stuck to his guns and ran the ball. But Kirk Cousins made some key throws and some key moments and just took advantage of what the defense gave him, but it made it manageable on third down where the playbook was wide open. Third and two, third and three, you can run any play, and that's what helped the Vikings get to eight for 15 on third downs. And my last takeaway, I got to give it to the defense. Now, the sacks were far and few between, but there were three sacks on Mac Jones, Hicks, Hunter, and Blacklock. And those were very key, especially Daniil Hunter's late in the game. That was a key moment to make sure now should, like, they put up 400 yards, yes. But when it comes down to getting after the quarterback, all that matters is that you do it when it matters most. And Daniil Hunter, Jordan Hicks, and Blacklock helped the team out tonight. That was three sacks on Matt Jones and the New England Patriots that helped seal the deal to get the 33-26 to victory. And that'll do it for my three takeaways. Back to you guys at the stadium. Thanks, Ron. So the Vikings play a week from Sunday against the New York Jets. 
and uh, they're going to get some extra days to heal myriad players. Christian Darrisaw didn't play tonight. Uh, I would expect him to play against the Jets. Uh, Caleb Evans didn't play tonight. I'd expect him to play against the Jets. Likewise for Dalvin Tomlinson, who was limited all week in practice, almost got to the game, but these extra days are really going to help Dalvin. He'll come back and really help the run defense. Vikings and Jets a week from Sunday. Your Minnesota Vikings are 9-2. and two. Final thoughts. Well, my, fi- my final thoughts are we're, we're all going to be sitting around watching that Jets game Sunday. They're going to have a brand-new quarterback. Mike White. They've, they've got a lot of different changes going on over there. Bruh. Another very, very good defense, though, Paul, coming into town, so we'll be watching that closely. But it's a home game. And this win, mm-hmm. I, I this win answers for me. It answers so many questions because you look at what happened on Sunday. It was an epic beatdown, epic loss that we experienced against those Dallas Cowboys, and to come back and have that wherewithal, the fight to hang in there and win this football game. What a response, you know, Kevin O'Connell. You know what a great job by him. We just got to keep it going, bro. Let's be honest with each other. Ain't nobody sitting down on a rare off Sunday and watching <laughs> Bears at Jets. I mean, we'll wait for the film to come out Sunday uh, or Monday when we get back Bears. to the BEN for Film Room with you and KOC. Be a lot, okay? of, lot, of, lot of run game, a lot of run game. That's Pete Bursich. I'm Paul Allen. Thanks for listening to the postgame report. Minnesota Vikings beat the New England Patriots 33-26. Let's head to a celebratory Minnesota Vikings locker room and KOC with the breakdown speech. It was four days ago, man. Four days ago, we were in this very locker room with a taste of something that we hadn't experienced a whole lot this year. And to a man in here, we knew we had a very short amount of time to look inward, improve, find a way to get your bodies turned over and show up tonight and fly around. And that's all you did, fellas. I could tell by the time I got to the stadium about four hours early, half our team is damn near in their uniform ready to roll. I cannot credit our leadership, I cannot credit our coaching staff, or anybody in this locker room that didn't even think for a second we were going to show up at this place and do what we just did. That's a really good football team over there. That's going to be a grind every single time you play them, but you trust it in each other, next snap mentality, and you guys got it done. Give it up for yourself. Last time I checked, that game started at 7.25. That makes it a prime time football game. <laughs> Your quarterback went 30 of 37 for 299. 139 of those yards and one of the touchdowns went to Mr. Justin Jefferson. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Then number 26. Here's another guy. When I talked about our leadership, this is a guy that I I lean on every single week. And he's been doing it for a long time. And he is a damn good leader and a great representative of what we want this organization to be all about. Game-winning touchdown, Adam Thielen caught it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
right? And then listen to this. All right, I've done this a couple times, but when you turn around after four days, all right, after four days as a football team, dig as deep as you possibly have to, to find a way, everybody in here gets a game ball. Another team win, man. Hey, I'm telling you, this team is uncommon, man. We win as a team. That's how we win every time, man. Let's remain uncommon the rest of this way, man. Take care of yourselves this weekend. Come back ready to go and get a win against the Jets. Let's go. Yes, sir. Team on three, one, two, three, three. Oh.